we're going to be talking about Canada's housing situation, and we've had a few discussions about that on the show. Uh, we've heard it called a crisis. We actually, our, our last guest got a lot of you up in arms. He came on and said it's not an issue with supply, it's an issue with demand and the fact that people are trading up, and if we brought in a capital gains tax on resales of homes, uh, it would slow things down. A lot of you were angry with that. Um, but you know, there's all kinds of different, you know, positions on where we are and how things uh, you know, if in, if you take a look at it, there's no question that the price of housing in Canada is up. In some parts of Canada, it is up very, very dramatically. In other parts, not so much. And maybe that's part of the discussion. So we're going to have a chat now with Mike Moffitt, who is um, former economic advisor, advisor to Liberal leader Justin Trudeau. He's an assistant professor at Western's uh, Ivy Business School, a senior director at the Smart Prosperity Institute, and he recently uh, collaborated with Ken Bossenkool on a piece uh, on this very topic. Mike, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for having me. So why, why don't we just start with, you know, your assessment of the state of things? Because as you as you know, we hear it called a housing crisis, and we say that people are being priced right out of the market, and home ownership is no longer attainable for the vast majority of Canadians. How would you characterize it? Is it crisis level in Canada right now? Well, I, I think we have uh, some very different regional dynamics. So, uh, you know, in, in Edmonton and Calgary, I'd say no, it's, it's not a crisis. Uh, same with in Saskatchewan or Manitoba. You know, prices are up during the pandemic, about 10 to 20 percent, but, you know, nothing, uh, nothing too outrageous. I would say in uh, southern Ontario, where I spend most of my time, then yes, it, it is a crisis. Right. And uh, it, it's a crisis that's been going back uh, some time, that uh, home prices going back to about 2015 are up uh, you know, 10% or more year after year, and not just in Toronto, but a lot of uh, Kitchener-Waterloo, and even places like, like Tilsonburg, which we think of as you know, that, that Stomp and Tom song, very agricultural community, now has uh, quite uh, high home prices, ones that uh, rival large cities across Canada. Now, of course, when people start to wonder, okay, how do we do, you know, how do we address this situation? The, the thing people always talk about, of course, is it's so cheap. You know, interest rates are so low, um, and that's part of the problem, if not the entire problem. Do you agree that that's something we need to be focused on? Well, I certainly think interest rates uh, and increased white-collar uh, savings during the pandemic. You know, right, a lot yeah. of people did uh, well financially during the pandemic. They weren't going on vacations. They weren't, uh, you know, going out to sporting events. They saved a bunch of money and plowed that back into real estate. So I do think that's an accelerant, uh, but again, only in markets that had sort of a shortage uh, to begin with. So remember at the beginning of the pandemic where we had those sort of toilet paper shortages and then, yeah. you know, people would go out and rush and hoard more. Well, that's essentially what's going on in the southwestern Ontario housing market, that we, we had this sort of pre-existing shortage um, that caused prices to go up. So, you know, speculators and investors saw an opportunity, so they bought up more homes, driving the price up further and so on. So you have this sort of endless cycle that uh, goes on, but it only begins with that sort of underlying shortage. And, you know, that's why we've seen lower mainland BC and southern Ontario, these issues that you're not seeing in other parts of Canada. Um, so in terms of addressing the problem, obviously, then you're saying supply is the problem. Do we, is it just as simple as build these houses, just be flooding Ontario and uh, the lower mainland with, I guess, cheap, affordable housing? Is that the goal here? 
I, I, I would say so, yes. Yeah, uh, that's simple. There are things that you <laughs> it is it's, it's going to take time. I mean, yeah. uh, in, in, in Ontario, again, this is, uh, this is going back almost a decade or so. So, you know, we didn't get into the situation overnight. We're not going to get out of it overnight. So, absolutely, we do need to fix the underlying problems. You know, there are things that we can do to stamp down on, on speculators. So, uh, British Columbia and Vancouver have had a vacant home tax. Um, there are things you can look at. But I think overall we need to sort of take a light hand, and uh, the, the the solution should be at a regional level. There's no reason, you know, you know, Regina and Tilsonburg are very different real estate yeah. markets. So there's no one need to have a one size fits all approach across Canada. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can increase the supply in those areas, but what about decreasing the demand and actually incentivizing people to, you know, especially as we've learned over the course of the pandemic, Mike, you don't necessarily have to be in Toronto or Vancouver to work in Toronto and Vancouver. I mean, is there a, a way to sort of lessen the demand, spread it out a little more equally into other parts of the country that aren't seeing that kind of demand? Yeah, absolutely. I think we should be encouraging people to, to move into less expensive markets. So, you know, that's, that's things like uh, credential recognition, that uh, somebody wanted uh, to move from Ontario to Alberta to, you know, make sure that uh, their, their job credentials uh, are sort of recognized in that. You know, we could have uh, things like tax credits where, you know, again, if, if people are wanting to, to, to leave their, their home in, in Mississauga and, and, and move to Edmonton, uh, a much less expensive market, you know, allow them to do that. And that sort of frees up the home in Mississauga. So I do think we need to be looking at this, that you're absolutely right. That for a lot of positions, you can work from home now. So yeah. there's no there's no need to be right in downtown Toronto. Um, do we run a risk here? I mean, all governments are on board on this. Uh, there's not one government uh, or wannabe government in our country that hasn't talked about how they would address this. Uh, as we know, governments don't always get it right. Is, is there a risk that they're just going to make things worse by, you know, throwing more money into the problem? That could be a, an issue, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one one area that they could get it wrong is on sort of foreign buyers, right? Uh, you know, there's this sort of talk about clamping down on that. And there are, you know, sort of foreign speculation that you wouldn't want to clamp down on. But there's a lot of uh, Canadian companies that want to bring in international talent to help their their, their uh, companies grow. So you want to be a little bit careful about that where, uh, you, you know, our companies aren't aren't able to, to get the people that they need to, to grow and expand and, and create other jobs. So, you know, those are the kinds of policies where if you don't get the details right, you can yeah. absolutely do more harm than good. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, interesting discussion. Thanks so much for joining us, Mike. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for having me. That's Mike Moffitt, who is a former economic advisor to Justin Trudeau, and he's a prof at the Western University's Ivy Business School, a senior director at Smart Prosperity Institute. And as I said, if you want to read his column, it's pretty interesting. Um, he, he put it together with Ken Bossenkool, uh, who we've had on the show before. Of course, uh, Ken worked on past provincial and federal conservative platforms. He's a teacher at the Max Bell School of Public Policy at McGill, and they collaborated on this, this piece here in terms of what to do with Canada's housing situation. Just some of your texts as we talked about this. And Westside, Matt, I mean, this is kind of the discussion that I think Mike was talking about. And if you read the piece, he mentions it a bit more. Uh, Westside, Matt says, instead of raising the Bank of Canada interest rate, why don't we regulate the interest rates of mortgages on their own? For example, in southern Ontario, the minimum rate would be 5%, but in Thunder Bay, it can be 2.99%. That would cool the hot housing markets. Technically, I think that could be done. I, I mean, the Bank of Canada rate is not 
it's tied to mortgage rates, but of course they they don't move in lockstep. Banks will change mortgage rates regardless of what the Bank of Canada. I mean, that's the overlying feature. I understand that, but um, I, I don't know how you spread out the demand. I think that's the issue when everybody is talking about Toronto and Vancouver, Toronto, Vancouver, Toronto, Vancouver, and we know that's where the price of housing is just obscene. It's absolutely obscene. 